0: around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. A memory without an emotional charge is wisdom. When we look back, even on something that we did an hour ago, if we remove The emotion from it, the feeling that we got from that person, from that place, from that event, from ourselves, it becomes wisdom, God's wisdom, because we can look at it without the emotions that will make it confusing. Everything that God says to us is quite clear. He's the God of clarity. So if you are confused, it's probably not God who's talking to you. It's probably you in your bag of emotions. Or it's Satan who's seeing that you're in those emotions and just keeps on harassing you and obsessing you with the thoughts of replaying that past memory, no matter how long ago it was. I know some of you out there, when you think about something that happened 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, you still have those emotions that rise up in you. And that is where nothing is clear. That is where we get justified in our anger. Or our sadness, or our depression, or our anxiety. We can fall into despair. We can have the heart of a rock and not want to forgive a person who did us wrong. And sometimes we like that emotion. Sometimes we're addicted to the emotions that come with that memory. Thinking another way about that event, that person, that place, or ourselves doesn't coincide with the sub-programs that we have trained ourselves to to feel when we think about something like that memory. But when we open our eyes and we pay attention, which is a skill, I keep bringing it up because I know that not many of you are practicing this skill. Because once you do pay attention and you are aware and you take the emotions out of that situation or that trip up, that failure, that external environmental factor, maybe it was a person who came and attacked you. Or it's a situation that you're in. Maybe you have someone who's ill or your finances, you're looking for a job. External environmental factors come loaded with emotions too. So as you're sitting there worrying about finding that job or that person's life because they're on the last leg, if you will, going to hopefully be with God soon, we go through a range of emotions. And it's hard to pull ourselves away from those emotions, but we can. And this also goes for the good emotions. Sometimes, I know I've done this to myself, I have thought that what I wanted in my prayer, because I emotionally seduced myself into that decision or into that thing, Like, this is what I need. This is what is going to finally make me happy. And I've duped myself. It's been about a job or a couple of other things with my ministry. If I do this, yeah, that'll work. And then I get three quarters of the way through it and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not it. (laughs) That's not it. So what it's really about is allowing ourselves to be unemotional about things that come our way, people, places, environment, etc so that we can reflect and be in our right mind so that we can hear God, the clear voice of God. And it's probably really bizarre for you to think about, well, I want to feel those good feelings when good things happen or things that I want to happen and they make me feel happy and joyful and loving and merciful. Yeah, we want to hold on to those emotions, but we don't want them to cloud our decision making or our reflection on those moments too, because we should be Reflecting through those. So, for example, when I'm out speaking, I receive the most beautiful comments and so much love from everyone who is there. And I cannot tell you that I am filled with gratitude. I'm so happy that what I'm saying is resonating with people. I love to look out in the crowd and see tears and laugh with the faces that are dying at some sort of comment or relate they're relating to something in my story but I have to remember that it's not about me it's about glorifying God and when I look back and I reflect That's the lens that I want to see my awesome experiences and my trials and tribulations through that lens. Am I glorifying God with my life? Or when people are telling me, oh, that was such a great talk. I can't wait to hear your next one. If it's like a day kind of retreat, then I look and I say, oh, I wish I could take any credit. But it's all God. If, if it wasn't for God, I would not be standing here. Versus me just accepting that beautiful comment, that compliment and saying, thank you so much, making it about me. So I should not let any good or bad thing externally in my life or even internally in my own thoughts rock the peace and the love and the joy that should always be with me no matter what. I shouldn't just feel that way because someone just said something to me that should make me feel that way. I hope this is making sense. This is that true realization that we should always be peaceful and loving and joyful, that we should be different. We should walk in a different way. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read something. Uh, St. I think it's St. Philip Neary. I believe he is known for his comedy. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Quote of the day. This is on the Catholic company email that for some reason I looked at today and I haven't in months. Here's his quote, St. Philip Neary. Cheerfulness strengthens the heart and makes us persevere in a good life. Therefore, the servant of God ought always to be in good spirits. Let me read that again. Cheerfulness strengthens the heart and makes us persevere in a good life. Therefore, the servant of God ought always to be in good spirits. And that's not because something on the outside has made us that way. This is what it means every day to find the Spirit of God, hold on to it, and know that your internal heart with the Spirit within you can shake away and fight any spirits that are not joy, peace, and love. And yes, as things come our way that are good, we should give God our thanks. Be grateful. Not just, oh, this is so cool. Look at what just happened to me today. We've got to be glorifying God, keeping God in our eyesight. In everything that we do. Thank you, God, for this food. Thank you for this home. Thank you for this attitude of gratitude that you have put into my heart. And thank you for removing the emotions in me when I reflect on the past so that they become your wisdom. We've talked about this a little bit before, but it's a nice reminder because in today's day and age, we have a lot of people who are not on the same page, not on the same page of beliefs, not on the same page in terms of politics, of what's going on in the world. And many of you may have a lot of judgment and resentment. And when you come across this person, you aren't able to detach from your emotions. Maybe you, during this Lenten time, are struggling. We're on the fifth week. I'm telling you, I am digging down into my toes to find some passion right now. It's just... Same old, same old. And when we answer that question, when someone asks us, how's it going? Same old, same old. Then we're not living life right. And I'll share a little bit about that probably tomorrow. But today, let's do our best not to get emotionally thrown about the sea. Like we've heard in the first book of James, we Need God's wisdom. As a matter of fact, that is going to be our prayer. We're going to pray that chapter. Let's remind ourselves that we should always be joyful. We have to persevere. And God will give us his wisdom if we pray in confidence and not be thrown around with our emotions on the sea. Here we go. James chapter 1. James, a slave of God and the Lord of Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes in. The Dispersion Greetings. That's the beginning. Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance be perfect, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and he will be given it. But he should ask in faith, not doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed about by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, since he is a man of two minds, unstable in all his ways." The brother in lowly circumstances should take pride in his high standing and the rich one in his lowliness for he will pass away like the flower of the field for the sun comes up with its scorching heat and dries up the grass, its flower droops and the beauty of its appearance vanishes. So will the rich person fade away in the midst of his pursuits. I could have probably stopped the chapter before that or the verse before that. But the bottom line is, Lord, please fill us with wisdom. Take away the emotions so that we can truly see what we are supposed to see and glorify you by making those changes in our lives with your help. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Sorry, that wasn't an official, official, official prayer, but. That's what we're going to end on and may God guide you and lead you today so that your emotions do not. And you can see how he is impacting your life and that he gives you eyes to see the truth about the situations that you're in and not what your emotions are telling you. I love you all go on out there and be peace and joy and love. And let God grow in your heart today. Find something more. Soul, mind, and body. Have a blessed and inspired day.